Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the garden. Yes, I see all of you. My usher was telling me that you're coming in. Wonderful, wonderful. I am Pastor Deborah, your teacher, for this lesson in the basic ancient heart. Yeah, we have been working through the King's International Spiritual Care University. All the different levels of classes that Pastor Deborah had to take to learn how to help people the Lord's way. Yeah, I didn't know how to do it His way. I knew how to help people the way of the world, the way of clinical mental health counseling. I wasn't real good at it, though, because I guess I just it didn't fit with me. But once I stepped into helping people the Lord's way, I, it fit. But these were some of my basic courses that I had to study. I would just read the Bible. I had lots of personal experiences with people in church. Can you believe that? Yeah. And in person and over the phone. There really wasn't a lot of Zoom at that time. And on the telephone. And I had eye-opening experiences that made most of the church leadership tell me I was too heavenly-minded. And I wasn't any earthly good. Now, I didn't get offended because I knew I was being instructed, educated by the greatest teacher there ever is, the Holy Spirit. He was the governor, or still is, the governor of this new kingdom, this kingdom of heaven, that this young man named Christ Jesus came out of the wilderness after being tested by this basic ancient heart. And he started proclaiming and preaching, Repent! Turn your mind, your thinking, for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. His forerunner, the voice in the wilderness named John the Baptist, who was this young man's cousin. He had been out in the wilderness also, out by a river named Jordan. And he had been proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is coming. It's coming. It's coming. He was in two worlds at the same time. He was what you would call an Old Testament prophet who had been foretelling of this kingdom of heaven coming, and yet he was privileged to see it come. But his message was, the kingdom of heaven is coming. So prepare you the way in your mind. Prepare the way for him. And then when this young Jesus came out of this wilderness, after being tested and tried by this basic ancient heart, to see if he was the real deal or not, or the real thing. He came out and said, Repent! Change your thinking from being low in the gutter, in the flesh, basic as a beast, and return, re means return, to the pent, the high place of thinking. For the kingdom of heaven is near. It is here now. It was inside of him. Yeah, he brought it back, for only the king could bring the kingdom back. And he was the king of this kingdom of heaven. Oh boy, things got worse. 
We thought it was bad before that. Because before he came, there were polygods, lots of gods, all kinds of goddesses, even a crocodile and a hippopotamus. They were considered gods, yeah. And there were kingdoms, and there were kings. You study ancient history, you'll learn a lot. So this basic ancient heart, who we've been learning about, who Pastor Deborah had to study, his name was Lucifer, the son of the first age, the morning. He was the light bearer. He carried the light, the words, the fragrance, the sound, the truth, and he spread it out. And he was a covering cherub. His wings would cover and protect the very presence of God. Now, he was a servant and not a son. And we had learned in some other parts about this guy named Lucifer. And he started off beautiful, gorgeous. His whole body, a spirit body, was stones. God's light would come through it and shine out in all the colors of the rainbow. This Lucifer was full of wisdom. He had been sealed up with knowledge, but not all of it. He was a high archangel, one of the three that could come into the mighty presence of God. He had a lot of other hosts of heaven under him, and they were to carry out that assignment. His name was Lucifer. We learn a lot about him. That's who we're studying. This basic ancient heart, Lucifer. But he became Satan, the adversary of God. A beauty became a beast. Mm -hmm. And what I was told when I began studying him was if I studied him, I would learn about me and how I became a beast and needed to have some changes made. Yeah. The reason this class of the King's International Spiritual Care University is being offered freely here in the garden and on video freely. It This information and education is for everybody. Yeah. We don't need to be ignorant about spiritual things, good or bad. We don't need to be looked at as superstitious or weird because we believe in the spiritual, the unseen world. Now, when the age of reasoning came to humanity and medicine and science came, anybody who believed in things you could not see were superstitious, uneducated, backward. But it was still there. And people were still connecting to it, believing in it. Mm -hmm. But in this class, which is lesson number seven of the basic ancient heart, we've been working through Ezekiel 28, 1 through 14, where God was speaking to his Old Testament prophet Ezekiel. To speak out these words to Satan, who was inside this man's spirit, called the King of Tyrus, 
And God was speaking to that spirit in there of man and to Satan. And he was bringing light and knowledge and remembrance to Lucifer, who now was Satan. And he was speaking this so Pastor Deborah and all of us could read and learn truth through light, which is revelation. So we will not be in darkness. That means ignorance and ruled by it, snookered by it, that we would get a closer view of this Satan now. What? Can he ever become Lucifer again? No. When he was created... He was created sort of like a full-grown adult. He had full knowledge of the laws, the judgments, the punishments, who was Lord, who was King, who was Creator, who was created. He knew his place. He was given all of that at his sort of creation, his birth. He knew when we, humanity were put on planet earth in the garden we had little knowledge we didn't quite know who this creator was we lived inside of this sort of a bubble on earth called the garden of eden which we're in it was the spot where god's presence from this high heaven would come down it would speak to Adam, it was in Adam, in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's where this place was. But something happened, yes, and you guys remember that, don't you? A big storm came. Yeah, and you remember that first Adam, I'm sure. Kind of dimly, he got kicked out, did Yes, he did. They locked the doors, yes. And that wasn't the plan, but sin had entered into Adam, his spirit, and into his sperm inside of him, and into the woman who was his helpmate. So all of humanity that was to come had sinned, had transgressed the commandment that they were given. Adam was given a direct commandment, a law, to obey. Don't eat from a particular tree in the garden that was sort of in the center. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is the tree still there? That I don't know. But it didn't matter if it was an apple tree, a pear tree. It was the commandment. God was using it to help this young man develop his free will, develop his obedience without knowledge, and his relationship with this God who walked and talked with him. Now, this creature, this new man named Adam in a dirt earthen body, living here with you guys in the garden, he did not know what good was yet, or evil. He had no knowledge. He did not know what you would surely die meant. But this Father, Abba, this God and Creator, was warning him. And he expected this child, 
this maybe young child, even though he was in a grown adult body, to obey and to trust him and to stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the law, the commandment, the own, every other tree this young man could eat from. Then along came his helpmate, out of his own body, woman, that's right. Now she did not hear this directly, the soul. She represents our soul, the helpmate to the spirit. It does not directly hear from God. The spirit did. And then the spirit is to relay that to the servant, the helpmate, the soul, to woman, and say, Do not eat from that tree right over there. We're commanded not to eat from it, because we will die. And our God, our Creator, whatever they called him, said, No, we're not to do that. She heard it, but she added something else to it. We weren't even to touch it. But she got information second hand. Well, this creature we're studying, who was Lucifer, this beautiful creature we're studying, and became a beast, Satan, the very adversary of God, in his own mind and heart. And he disobeyed. He got kicked out of that heaven and out of that presence. So he came into the garden. Do you guys know how? You do? Came in a serpent. Did Yes, he did. The serpent did not know who he was. So I said, sure, you can come into my body. Now, don't any of you let anything come into your bodies. Unless you know it is the Most High God, your Creator, His Holy Spirit, or His Word. I'm not to be coming into your bodies. No. No angels to be coming in. We got our own bodies. But this guy... Satan, he couldn't come to these two people in his now new normal what he was because he was very ugly. And Adam and woman were used to talking to you guys here in the garden. So animals talking was nothing new for them. So he got inside that serpent that we're told he used to have legs. That's right. He became a snake. Yes, that's what people believe. But it, it sort of was his fault. But, you know, he's ignorant too. So this Satan dude, this basic ancient heart, that's now the adversary, got in that little snake, that serpent, talked to the helpmate, the woman, the soul. And he started testing her with words talking and these words started sort of kicking in to life some things that were not to be turned on the lust of her eyes he said why don't you look at that fruit and she looked and goes oh it's beautiful whatever it was shiny the color wow it's beautiful that's called lust of the eyes when these natural eyes of the soul and his physical body looked, it became beautiful and pretty. And a desire started growing in her heart, her mind, to have it. Ooh, it's beautiful. Mine. 
I want that. Satan knew about looking because he himself had looked at beauty in his creator and saw the beauty and desired it, coveted it, wanted it. Then the second test for this woman was she said, oh, well, that will be good for your food, for your stomach, because they were given all the fruit to eat and the nuts and the berries. So she looked at it again with her eyes and said, yeah, that would be good for food. That's called the lust of the flesh. It will satisfy an appetite in me, a need, which was food. Things were starting to work in her now. We learn in just a little bit that her husband was right next to her. Yeah, Adam was right there. Mm -hmm. Now there's a backstory that we'll get into that. Right now we're just talking about how this basic ancient heart, Satan, did this test. And he did this same test with this Jesus Christ in the wilderness. Then the one last one. He told her, oh, if you eat that fruit that you know you're not supposed to, you'll become as wise as a god. So he was telling her, you're not wise. You're not a god like this god who told you don't eat it. He doesn't want you to have it. That's that basic ancient heart that's perverted, defiled, the adversary of God speaking to the wound man. Mm -hmm. So what'd she do? Yeah, she took it. She took a bite. Nothing happened. Because the serpent said, you surely will not die. He knew the spirit will not die because he didn't die. But he knew that they would be separated from the presence of the love, the kindness, the goodness, the kingdom of heaven. They'd be separated from all their duties, responsibilities, their identity, their purpose on earth. He knew that. These two innocent people did not know that. But he, Satan knew that. That basic ancient heart knew that. She took a bite. Then she handed it to her husband, who was there with her, Adam. Satan never spoke directly to the Spirit. He couldn't. The Spirit was still in the presence of God, still having the Holy Spirit. He worked through the physical body, its hunger, its appetites, worked through its physical eyes, working on its desires, its lust, developing and letting coveting come up and grow through the soul, the helpmate. Mm -hmm. Then the soul passed it to the spirit. That's right, man in there. And he took a bite. Holy Spirit, left. Kingdom of God, gone. Darkness fell. Shame came. Condemnation and guilt came onto Adam and woman. Their light was gone. Before, they were like a brilliant white light. They did not know they really had a physical body. They had no knowledge of much. And when that light disappeared, their innocence was gone. They now knew they were naked before their God. They knew they had disobeyed. 
They were now ashamed, humiliated. They looked at each other's bodies and saw their sexual organs. They were, they were no longer an innocent being. Their bodies and their minds now started lusting for each other. Everything that was pure was now impure. And they knew it. Now God had to allow this to happen. One, he had a plan. Two, this happens with parents and children all the time. You tell your child, do this. Don't touch that. You might get hurt. They go away and you touch it. You get hurt. The parent is angry, mad, sad. There's consequences to disobedience. Mm -hmm. So then what happened? God comes back and says, where are you guys? They were hiding. They were so embarrassed. They could see their genitals. They tried to cover up because this pure, innocent light and innocence was gone. The Holy Spirit had left because they had disobeyed. When the Spirit took a bite, the Holy Spirit left. Mm -hmm. So these two creatures now, what we called woman and Adam, were left with no Holy Spirit, no light, full of shame and guilt. Their genes had all been changed. Satan had been successful in getting them out of the presence like he was, having the Holy Spirit lift out of him. He knew what that meant. The seeds, the sperm and the eggs would be twisted and perverted into his image. Death had come in. Separation from goodness and kindness the kingdom of heaven. And here's what happened. The spirit sunk down under the control of the flesh. The soul now was the head who was supposed to be the tail. We had a mess. All because of this basic ancient heart who was going to rob and steal God's glory this new creation and all of humanity to come from him. Because this basic ancient heart knew the plans of God. That he wanted a family. He wanted kings. He, wanted, he knew the earth belonged to God. He knew that man and woman were to rule it, reign over it, manage it. From the image and likeness of the Holy Spirit of the kingdom of heaven. He knew that. He said, if I can get them out of his presence, if I steal them, kidnap them, there's your first human trafficking case right there. Your first robbery, your second robbery. Your first one, one was Satan was wanting in his own mind to be God. He started robbing God in his mind. And in the last one, we had said he had set up his own throne in himself. Yeah. And Satan was as sharp, the eye of Moldor, the eye of Sauron, the evil thing that desired to serve no one. But he forgot. He had no clue that long before he was ever created, this God of Adam and woman, 
of all of creation had crowned himself and put something over his name, his nature, and his image. And what was that? That's right, his word. And that's where we're going to pick up today, talking more about that. But let's begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all you have brought here today in the garden. That you are drawing them by your love and you are drawing them through your Holy Spirit. For they cannot come to you unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Now let your word be working through the Holy Spirit that you may help them to get closer to you, that they may be brought into your presence through your word as they learn about this basic ancient heart, this Lucifer who became Satan, who you taught Pastor Deborah about, which helped her to help people your way. We thank you for these words of truth and light, for all that you have brought here. In the name of Christ Jesus, the Word of God himself, amen. All right, in this lesson, lesson number seven, we're picking up where we left off in number six. Mm -hmm. We had been talking about how this God had fooled Satan and had put his word above his own name. And this God would serve and obey his word. Satan didn't know that when he was created. This was all done in the heart of God. Even though Lucifer could see a crown up here, he didn't quite know what that was. He saw the beauty and the light. He knew God spoke and their Holy Spirit, and he knew something about a word. God isn't going to tell his servants everything. So Lucifer didn't know. And once Lucifer became perverted into Satan, if he had any knowledge of it, it was now all perverted and twisted. That even God himself, who Lucifer was jealous of, and who Lucifer believed he served nobody, and that he bowed to nothing, and that he had no lord or master over him. Little did he know. But that's what we're going to talk about today. But this great God, this creator, this Lord, had put himself under his own word. God placed himself, his nature his image and likeness under his word. The word was the true king, the true ruler, the true Lord. It set above him. Some say it was like a rainbow of sapphire. Glory. Okay, up here. But in his, it was in his mind. And there was a reason for this. This was the word was the true owner, the true leader, the true righteous 
and holy ruler, the master, the Lord of even God himself. God served his own words. And why was that going to be necessary? Because in the long ages to come, God's feelings, his soul, his relationship with humanity, the earth, his angels, his creation was going to be tasked. There was going to be war. He's going to want to hurt people. He's going to want to kill them, burn them up. He's going to get angry. His anger's going to wax hot. And he had to keep being reminded of his words. Yeah. And humanity would remind him. But you said, your word says. So he put his word up here over himself. Satan did not know this. Kind of knew his word was important, but he didn't know the depth of it. Let's look at a few scriptures that will help us. And we'll just take one and we'll see how far we get. You need to learn the power, the legal authority, the rulership of the word and how God put himself under it this truth was done long before Lucifer was created even came into existence the word of God which had been in God he brought it out he spoke it out he put his thoughts up here his ideas his concepts and they were to rule even his feelings. He took his word and made it his king. His soul and his feelings had to submit to it. Mm -hmm. And he did this to help himself. Because he knew what would happen. And God chose freely to do this. To help us. To help you guys all here in the garden. To help all of creation. To teach us that we all must serve something. And that the word that he brought out of himself and put up here. Mm -hmm, the word became like the ark and stone in the Hobbit movies. The sign and the symbol of the rightful ruler. The word. God had chosen freely to do this. Mm -hmm. He put his soul under it. He said, my word is the head. And my soul with its feelings is the tail. We will obey the word. And this was the example. Most of creation didn't really know this. This was sort of an inner thing he did. But now he's telling us here, telling Lucifer, <laughs> got it wrong, buddy. I do serve something. Mm -hmm. For he was setting this example through himself, the very pattern for all of creation to follow. Remember, a king and a ruler must be under even a divine God, a rulership. Mm -hmm. Even an earthly king. When they put that crown on, that crown symbolizes 
You serve a God. You are under his word. His divineness. You're not under your feelings. You're not under your families. You're not under anything but the divine word and connection to this God. So the pattern he was setting, that's what parents do. I'm going to teach you and show you how you're to become. Become like me. This is my image. I serve the word. My soul does not rule me. My feelings do not rule me. What I want does not rule me. My word rules me. My thoughts that I've lifted out of me, they are pure light and truth and filled with life. I will serve them. You serve them. He was setting the pattern as the father and the mother. He was telling us that his word is the supreme divine king. Anytime you go into a courtroom or you do, there are laws that are supreme to people's feelings, politics, politicians, political parties, whims of people. Mm-hmm. There's laws of creation that you cannot change. It don't matter. The word said up here. The laws of creation and everything, science, aerodynamics, the word created it all. That's right. The word was the supreme king, even unto this God. The word was the Lord, the owner of everything, was the master, even of himself, over his feelings, his soul. When he got angry, his word guided him in what to do. Now, a lot of times, as with parents, you have to be reminded of your love for people, your children, what you purpose for them, what you seek for yourself. Moses, the Old Testament prophet, was very good about this. The word, it said, he placed above his name. His name actually means his nature, his image and likeness. So he took out of him, out of here, his concepts and go, I will serve my word. My word is king in heaven and it will be king in my children. We will all serve it. But Satan didn't know that. Let's look at a scripture that will help us to show us what Satan, if he knew it, he wasn't thinking right. That will help us to understand this word that God himself put above his head. Let's go to John 1, 1 through 5 in the Gospels. Verse 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Hmm. In the beginning. Well, when did God begin? Whenever he began. Hmm. But there wasn't creation yet. It, when God began. But he's always been here. Yeah. The word was there. And the word was God. 
And the word was with God. Powerful statements. Let's, and that takes us over to Proverbs 8.22. Verse 22. The Lord possessed me. Owned me. This is the word talking. The word in the beginning of his ways. Before his works. That's creation. Before he did any deeds of creation. Before any acts of old. Any acts of creation. Before anything existed. Lucifer. The Lord possessed owned the word. It was him. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to John 1, verse 2. The same, the word that we just heard about was there. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Proverbs three nineteen through 20. Verse 19. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. Gotta have some wisdom to create this thing and this garden. You gotta have a lot of knowledge as a scientist, an engineer, mathematician, gardener, everything. By understanding has he established the heavens. So we're learning this God has wisdom. And through his understanding of this knowledge, these heavens were created. Verse 20, by his knowledge, that would be considered light. The depths are broken up. What does that mean? When he was just him, I talk about this a lot in the story time playlist, about he was one with everything in him. And outside of him was a vastness of nothingness. The depths of the darkness, nothing there. Till he breathed out. But he didn't do any of that till he had made a lot of decisions inside of himself. Because once he started creation, through his wisdom and understanding, he put his crown on, he made his word the king. That he would serve. And it says by his knowledge. The depths are broken up. And the clouds drop down the dew. Rain comes. And other things. So what happens. Is we're learning the word was there. Now this was all before he did any acts of creation. Before Lucifer was breathed out. Let's go to another one. John 1. We're still in John 1, 1 through 5. Verse 2, the same, the word, was in the beginning with God. Yeah. In the beginning of what? God. Not the beginning of time. He created time. Not in the beginning. When Lucifer came, that wasn't the beginning. If you understand earthly pregnancy... Inside of God were sperm and egg, male and female. They were there. They had DNA, some kind of spiritual DNA. And inside of him, he conceived. So who knows how long inside of his womb, inside of him, creation was being formed. 
The Holy Spirit was working. The laws of all of life and stuff was being put in there. Of course, he had to create all the laws for conception. He had to have the idea of a sperm and an egg and a male and a female and a womb and birth. He created all of that. His word then is his outspoken, his released thoughts and concepts. And he says, they must rule me. And my words are filled with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And they must rule me through the years and the ages of my anger, the darkness, the bad times. Now, he knew that was coming before he even started. Verse 3. All things, all things. That means you, the garden, the angels, Lucifer, not Satan but Lucifer, were made by him. And without him, the word. So Lucifer was made by the word. God took this idea of Lucifer, spoke it out. The Holy Spirit took the word, created Lucifer. Lucifer didn't know how he got created. shows up. I'm here. But by the word, creation came. They were made by him. And without him, without the word, that was God. It was God releasing his deep hidden thoughts, his knowledge, his wisdom, putting it up here and saying, Now, I'm the king, the God of creation, let's begin. Was not anything made that was made. That means Lucifer, this basic ancient heart, was made. He didn't make himself. He didn't make anything. He was given everything. From where? The Word. Psalms 33, 6. By the Word of the Lord were the heavens made. And all the hosts, the servants, Lucifer, by the breath of his mouth, came the word. But he didn't do that till he had put his word up its king. His word coming out of him, he would serve. The word was the container of all that had been in him. Now let's go back to John 1. 1 through 5. What was in this word? Verse 4. In him, this word of the breath of God that created all things was life. The word was life. It was life. It had life. It was filled with life. And the life This life of the word was the light, the truth, the knowledge of men. Yeah, powerful stuff when you start studying. Then God did something so unique. He said, I am one, kind of a lonely guy, but I'm a male and a female because I conceive within myself. But nobody knows how I do that. And I want a family. So I'm going to conceive through my thoughts, 
make the word. I'm going to take the word out, breathe it out. The word becomes my son, my child, my expressed image and likeness for all to see as my crown of glory. My word, my deep inside thoughts that nobody can see but me until I breathe them out and through them I create. So he made his word his son, his heir. He put himself under his own word. This was God's expressed thoughts, concepts, ideas, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. And his son, the word, was life itself. Full of it, shining out, it was life. Can't imagine what it looked like. His thoughts were now up here for all of creation to see. They were his inner thoughts, his concepts, his precepts, his context, his philosophy. They were breathed out and they were filled with life. The sun was the word and it had been placed above God's name. Every parent wants their child to do more, to shine out as a reflection of them, to be filled with goodness and life. And a parent serves that child to help push it up, raise it up, so it can be set on a high pedestal as a reflection of the image and nature of its creator. Even the name, which means the nature, was not even above the word. John 5.26 For as the Father, the source of all life, has life in himself, he has it in here, So he has given to the Son, to the Word, breathed out the Word, which had life in it, and lifted it up. Mm -hmm. If you, to help you understand it, would be like inside of a man is a sperm. It has life in it. It's trying to impregnate an egg. It has life in it. Where'd that life come from? from God. When they get together, they create something. Then they breathe it out, and it's full of life. Let's go to John 5.11. And this is the record that God has given to us, all of humanity, even to all of creation. Eternal life. Eternal means everlasting, never-ending. And This life is his son, his eternal word, sitting up here. Mm -hmm. His word is life itself. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to John 1, 1 through 5. And the light, the knowledge, the truth of this life, this eternal life, the word that has been placed above even his own name, God's name, shines out in ignorance. In the darkness it shines. And the darkness 
Satan's heart and mind, which is new now, perverted by sin and violence and murder, cannot comprehend, understand, or receive, or perceive, or even believe this light, this knowledge of the Word. Can't do it. He's so perverted. He can't see, believe, understand, can't receive it. And the power of the Word. Because he didn't know it before. John three nineteen. This light, this Word that would now above the head of God, above his own name, that it had come into the world here on earth and back into the garden, into the spiritual heart of humanity. But the soul and the darkened spirit, like Satan, loved darkness. They don't want the light. It hurts them. They don't want to believe it. They are stuck in ignorance. And that is Satan's nature. That's his image and likeness. They're stuck in it. And the reason they're stuck in it, if their heart allows them to perceive it, see it, believe it, the deeds, the thoughts, what has been going on deep inside of their chambers of their heart and their throne will be seen by God and others. And they will have to acknowledge, because there'll be no more darkness, no more ignorance. I didn't know. The light will shine on it when the word gets there. And they don't want their deeds, their actions to be shown. We see that a lot in propaganda. We won't allow this news to come out about somebody. We will throw that out. That is disinformation misinformation we will not investigate that person and if anybody tries to speak up we will throw them into prison we will kill them we'll blacklist them uh we ain't gonna let that happen because then their true nature their true uh, goals and purposes their true heart would be seen and they don't want that because they've got goals and purposes that are way, whoops, sorry, back here. They don't want you to know about. So they don't want that light, that shining on their deeds, shining on their words. They want to stay in their ignorance, and Satan's is helping them to stay there. They've built a big fortress, and they've got a castle surrounded by a keep, and they stay in it. And when any light comes they bought, that's trying to come in, they push back. They push back through violence, yelling, screaming, calling you names, hanging up the telephone, fighting, calling you all sorts of names, ignoring. And in the meantime, they are unhappy people. And some of them are numb to feelings. They're numb to everything. They are dead to all that's good in life. They are just the very heart of Satan himself, greedy, full of coveting and jealousy and lust. They're death-filled and producing death. 
They're stealing and robbing. They're violent. They're murdering anything and everything. But they don't want you to call them out on that. What had happened was their deeds, their desires, had become jealous, just like Satan, greedful. All their imaginations were now evil. And I'm going to end right there. This has been a long one. We'll pick up with the definitions of evil in the next basic ancient heart. I think that'll be lesson number eight. This is a lot to take in. And once you understand the role of the word, how God himself submits to it, every king must submit to the divine word. Mm-hmm. Over his feelings, pressure from his cabinet, pressure from other nations, he must submit. God said, I did it. I'll show you how. Study me. So let's end in prayer. Father, we thank you that you are beginning to show us the importance of your word in our lives by showing us how you placed it above your own name. And the importance that the word carries, carries life itself and light and understanding, wisdom and knowledge. And it is here to help us and to guide us, to judge us for sure. But it's trying to do that in a loving way. But because a basic ancient heart, Satan, will not allow it to come into his image and his likeness, his children, here on earth, or into the earth itself. We know the battle the Word has done, but we know that the Word went to a cross, and it defeated death, hell, and the grave itself. And we thank you for teaching us so that we may apply it, we may grow into your word and the very word which is the anointed king above your head will rule and reign in us. Help us, even your creatures here in the garden. Help our spirits, Father, to get this and perceive it and understand it. And help our souls to bow their knee to the spirit and to your word. And we thank you for all that you have done for us. In this lesson, lesson number seven, the basic ancient heart of the King's International Spiritual Care University. And we're studying Satan, that basic ancient evil heart that we must know about. Thank you. Amen. All right, everybody. Enjoy the garden. Have a great time. See you next class. Bye. Yes. Yeah, you can stay. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You just stay and enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, 
And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.